Hi folks. Um, really, we only have like two content warnings this week, one for the interview and one for in general, and those are um, ADHD in general oh, yeah. and uh, type 1 diabetes for the interview. I feel I should also mention a content warning for Ursula is signing things again and will complain about it. You know, that's fair. That's, that's, that's totally fair. Uh, the next warning we have is that we have pets, although I have at least, um, distracted the cats by refilling their one scratchy thingy that takes, like, catnip flakes. So, they're going to be high as kites, and perhaps that will keep Sergei from torturing me. <laughs> However, uh, the dog is still here somewhere. Uh, oh, she's, she's... Hanging she, out. She's still. Oh, is she hanging out? Okay. Yes, she's. She's. I suddenly had this flash of. Did I let the dog back in? Don't uh, know. <clears throat> in any case, um, and the the chickens are all accounted for and asleep. So hey, uh, final warning, which I think you've already figured out, as we swear. Why are you tapping the thing? Anyway, we we swear a lot, mostly at the animals. But that's just, you know, us. Uh, but be aware that swearing may occur. Sorry, is... my pen is stopped, like, working all the way. Okay. And... <sighs> Hand me the pen. Here is the pen. Yes. Yes, so sometimes we swear. Anyway, while Kevin fixes that, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 286. 86. Kevin has a fabulous interview today with someone. I don't know which interview it is, but he is really excited to share it with you. They were just awesome. Yes, they were They were awesome. Uh, James Fair. James right. Fair. Yes. Uh, who is... Oh, uh, who is James? James is... Uh, he works in cybersecurity. He's... Uh, uh, he works uh, with a lot of... Um, he does coaching. He has a podcast. So isn't that awesome? So a fellow podcaster. I like talking to fellow podcasters. Uh, <clears throat> let me take off my microphone while I get the thing. Uh, talk to the people about how you did this week and uh, how your how your eyes are. A, a big fun. Uh, my eyes are uh, better, I think, because uh, I went back in. I had another... Uh, uh, session, uh, uh, optometrist <laughs> appointment. I don't know what you call it. And, uh, I was like, okay, this astigmatism thing is, uh, is being, is like, so not okay. I, I'm getting seasick. And, uh, and he did not, I, 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 Twitter had told me so many horror stories. The autonomous was being, well, just try it or, or, but this will correct it. No, he was like, okay, let's take that off then. Like, you know, we'll, we'll take that off, and uh, all right, let's uh, let's and and so what else? And he checks it, and he's like, you know, you can get by with reading glasses for close up, and you said you need computer glasses. Okay, come, you know, where do you use your laptop? And then he's like breaking out a ruler to make sure it's at the right distance and all, and then is you know manually moving things around so they are at laptop distance. And he's like, okay, okay, and all right, what's better? Is this better? How about this one? And, uh, I mean, he's really good. He is. He is very good. And he, he's very sweet. And, uh, did you have to replace it again? Yeah. That one had been sitting in my, my pen holder by my desk for like 
a while and so it might have gotten a little dried out and crunchy at the tip so you know i have like five more refills for it so i just pulled one out gotcha so now i have two pairs of glasses uh or rather i have the standard i have my my reading glasses which were just you know the 28 dollar from walgreens special and although kevin tells me they're cute and uh <laughs> and went and got the these first set of frames i had uh refitted with the computer glasses and i'm using like a loaner pair basically although they're a little smaller than the ones that i was using in there and i think the glass is crappier or something because they always seem kind of foggy like yeah not... they may not be as precise yeah it, it's 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 not that like they're blurry it's like I feel like they're they're always smudged. Yeah. Uh, so so that's better. Um, still still wrestling with my uh, changing my brain prescription. Um, the uh, I tried upping the dose because I was still getting anxiety, and then I got much worse anxiety, and I was like, okay, so we're not gonna do that. Nope. That is that is uh, we 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 go back down now and uh, <laughs> uh, and and I tried everything. I was like, okay, maybe taking the Vivance is what's you know it, that's just too much of a, a, a stimulant or whatever. And so I tried not taking the Vivance, and then I got to spend all day in in existential dread hell instead of uh, just uh, for a couple hours instead of you know the afternoon when the Vivance wears off because turns out the Vivance was keeping the anxiety at bay. So. God only knows, but I am talking to my doctor, and what is probably going to wind up happening at the end of this is that, like, there was actually a beautiful sweet spot when I was staging down on the other meds, and where it crossed, and I was like, this is perfect. I have the energy, I am not as tired, I am not freaking out, everything yeah. is fine, let's do these two together, because that's great, which is apparently a thing you can do, I looked it up, and uh, uh, there... Like, there's, like, three pieces of scientific literature that are, like, I don't know, this may, you know, is this a good idea? We had, uh, but we had a trial of seven people and two of them dropped out. And I'm like, okay, you had a trial of seven people. Yeah. And so then I went and, and actually looked it up in various forums. We were like, oh, yeah, I'm on that. Yeah, that works. <laughs> or uh, a friend of mine actually, oh, yeah, my husband's on that. That works great. So, yeah, we'll, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll address that. It's, it's just it, I, am, I feel this sort of annoyance at having to be on a two-drug brain cocktail. I don't know why. It it feels like worse than having to just be on one because like I don't and I don't know why that is. I, I have no idea why that should feel weirder. Like because I'm not one of these people who is like you sh thou shalt not take any drugs for your brain. Obviously, I am like right, better right. living through chemistry. It's just having to take two feels like God non-standard brain jesus you know other people get by and just one just fine and so it's yeah yeah uh yeah so well although also i'll be honest some of my anxiety about that could be from the fact that i'm having increased anxiety and perhaps i'll feel great about it once i'm on both of them and the you know super anxiety goes away because if i haven't mentioned this before i do not have depression related anxiety 
I'm not depressed. My anxiety is, has a lot of get up and go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a thing, and we will not go into too deep into that. No, but, no, I'd prefer yeah. not to, honestly. Yeah. But uh, um, but I am still, the, the new med is great in that I am way more productive. I get like, you know, like, 2,000 words done a day. All the it's, stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. I, I uh, If it was not the uh, fact that I perpetually feel like I failed, like I just got a report card with an F and I'm going to have to explain it to my parents, uh, for, I would be uh, I would be great. It would be perfect, yeah. Yes. So, uh, in in my world, I'm still sort of in the, uh, in the hurry up and wait on the one big project, although... Uh, there was a, a moment yesterday where I was talking to not my boss, not my boss's boss, but my boss's boss's boss, um, who is uh, basically just short, you know, <clears throat> director and, and C-level at the moment. And she was like, so <clears throat> we're getting pushed back on X and Y. And I'm like, that, that it, it doesn't work that way. And she's like, yeah, I, I know it doesn't work that way, but can you show me how it doesn't work that way? Okay, great. Can you write up how it doesn't work that way so I can take it back to the people and show them that it doesn't work that way? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, and then there was a lot of, you know, mutual commiserating over <laughs> the project and the, uh, you know, some it's, of the... It's nice when, when your boss's boss, your grand, great-grand boss or whatever... As it were, is, yeah, it's is, just like, yeah, yeah. we know... I, I hate that you have to do this this way, but and I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't begrudge it. I'm just, you know, it's just frustrating. So we're working all that out and it's OK. Um, so, you know, otherwise I'm playing with some newish to me tech and trying to improve how we log and capture data for our you know, various things in the world of cloud capacity, which is, I mean, this fascinating place. I, I, I don't know, you know, why more people aren't interested in it, but <laughs> look, I don't know why more people aren't interested in hyena genitalia. But well, okay. We that's are. fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, so, Hey, I have this interview. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, James Fair, who by day is a senior vice president of a large um, Microsoft service provider. He works in cybersecurity and he does some coaching. And like I said, he does a podcast and he also does Zen meditation. So kind of neat, really great talk. And we will have that for you right after this. Hi folks, 
I am here today with James Fair. I didn't ask how to pronounce your last name before before we started. You, this you nailed it, man. We're good. All right. Okay. We're good. We're good. Uh, who's going to talk to us today about how he stays productive, answer our eight questions, and, you know, have some fun, hopefully. Um, so, uh, James, can you introduce yourself significantly better than I just did? And uh, tell us a <laughs> little bit best. about what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, my name is James Fair. You got that part nailed down. Okay. Uh, by day, I'm a senior vice president for a large MSP here out in the West, probably one of the largest here out in the West. Uh, so my day is filled with making sure uh, clients and consultants are happy and productive out here. Uh, by night, I do some well, some podcasting, obviously. Uh, I do cybersecurity. <laughs> it's a big part of what I do as well. Uh, I enjoy doing coaching. I do a lot of leadership coaching. Um. I do some Zen meditations. I'm part of a Zen group out here. That's a that's a thing I just kind of added into my life recently. Oh yeah, cool. Um, I have a four and a half pound dog. That wasn't the plan. That was supposed to be my wife's dog, but uh, now I have. This uh, little, you know, I, I I know how that goes. I uh, believe me, I know okay. how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I go to Home Depot. There's a guy, the German Shepherd, looking at me like, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, considering we have a seventy pound coonhound, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. She thinks she's a lab. the size of my dog. Uh, yeah, prop maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't yes, Lacey. I'm talking about you. Go to sleep. You're fine. Go yeah. to sleep. My dog might bark. I was worried about it at first, but then I know you've got animals, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, the chickens are asleep, so there will be no rooster crows in the background, and okay. everyone knows. The roosters, too. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, uh. It's exciting to watch the smallest rooster who's, who's like, you know, the size of maybe a, um, uh, like a kid's kickball chasing yeah. around the bigger roosters who are the size of like, you know, a beach ball. Um, <laughs> because, you know, because he apparently is, is the top guy right now and they don't know what to do about it. Wow. So. <laughs> that's, that's brave. I have to say. Yeah. I mean, he took Impressed. on a fox once and the fox, we haven't seen the fox wow. in a couple months. So like eight months now. So I'm, I think everybody's scared of him. I, I'm a little scared of him, but he thinks I'm fine. Yeah. So I'm not too worried. <laughs> he is the predator. He kind of is. Yeah. Um, all right. So you, you got, you got some stuff going on. Um, I do. Yeah. How do you keep all that organized? Um, well, I live out of my calendar. I'm in the 365 world, so I live mm -hmm. and die in Outlook. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick funny story. I, I have so much in my Outlook. I can tell my wife, like stuff on the weekends, whatever it is, you got to send an invite to me because it pops up on you know Saturday morning. She's like, hey, you ready to go? And I'm like, where? Not on my calendar. <laughs> so for our, for our wedding, I started getting these invites. Like, here's the flight you know, for our honeymoon. <laughs> I did. But it gets better because, because I got an invite for the wedding itself. And I went to hit the button and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm never going to have this chance again. So I pushed the tentative button. <laughs> and with, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, within moments, it was like she just somehow knew. Within moments, my phone lit up. It was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, out of the yeah. calendar. Um, because I'm in that space, a uh, big Teams user. So, mm -hmm. Teams tasks are a big part of what I do, Teams planners. Um, and Microsoft to do, I, I sound like a Microsoft fanboy here, but the to do will pull from tasks from Outlook, tasks assigned to you inside of Teams, calendar items, 
Um, it's pretty intuitive. You can just type in, I got this thing tomorrow at four and it creates a reminder for tomorrow at four. So Microsoft to do, I'm usually pretty anti to do lists. I usually like rebel against them for some reason. I get this rebellion. Yeah, streak. Yeah. Um, but that one seems to be working for me. I've been using it for a couple months now and I'm liking it a lot. I, I kind of miss having it integrated in Outlook because at least on the Mac now, it's like when you click the to-do button, it's like, yes, and it launches your browser. And when you click right. the, the um, uh, when you click notes, it launches your browser. And I'm like, I, I actually have the Tasks app installed. I, I have the OneNote <laughs> app installed. Uh, it's, that is possibly the one thing that has kept me from mm. going back to Outlook after years of just being, oh, no, 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 no. Um, because it used to be just this great integrated thing, and at least on Mac, I don't know how it is on Windows. Suddenly, yeah. they're they're taking that, you know, everything is its own app, and I'm like, but but I want the all-in-one now. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know? I'm kind of surprised it's not it's pulling up the, out the online version. That seems silly. Well, I, I Mac support for Outlook has always been an interesting right. ride so <laughs> yeah, it's a bar for a long time they yeah. finally like 2021 was it they finally came out with a decent version but it took them a long time for oh sure. yeah uh, it was um so i have a friend who actually works worked worked for microsoft and the shift in company culture when um uh the is, he, is uh, uh starts with an n is he still the chairman like oh um, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Both of us drawn blanks. Right. It happens. Um, but it was like, he takes over and they went from, we support windows. We only support windows. Windows is our flagship thing. We support too. We're here to let people do business. So we support Mac. We support, you know, like, you know, all the iOS and Android, which they were very, very not supporting in favor of windows phones mm-hmm. and things. I was like, yeah, okay. I see. I see where Balmer's, uh, uh, you know, focus lied as compared to, uh, you know, the the new guy at the time. And uh, watching them move into more open source spaces has just been mind blowing. After yeah, they've all got this, this time. iPhone app now. I mean, it's it it's not the integrated solution the Mac and the iPhone have, but right. it's a good attempt. It's a good approximation anyway. It works. Right, right. Um, of course, it also meant that the day they, uh, my friend was, uh, uh, one of the principals on PowerShell and I, the day it went open source, I, I sent him a text that says it's about time, but <laughs> yeah, I saw you're a big open source proponent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's something I've been doing for a very long time. So cool. Uh, all right. Teams, tasks, planners. I've not used teams, tasks or, or teams planner yet. Uh, now I've got to go look. Yeah, Teams um, has some really cool advantage. I mean, it's not Slack. Mm-hmm. The interface has got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. But it has some pretty cool features. Like you can dynamically create a group of people. So if you're in a big organization, you need to talk to these eight people. You create a group. Boom, you're good to go. Create a team with those people and everything inside of there shows up. It's visible. The tasks you can be assigned to people. It's. I have to admit, it's pretty slick. They're getting there. Yeah. You're trying to replace Zoom, of course, with it, but well, um, yeah. I don't think it'll ever happen. But yeah, typical yeah. Microsoft maneuver. Well, the 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 old school Microsoft maneuver would be buy them out and then <laughs> extend and then like you know Skype. Oh yeah, Skype. We're buying Skype. Right. It's going to go on forever. And then you know, and now yeah, not so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Skype. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's old Microsoft. New Microsoft hopefully is doing, you know, better. Um, so you use a, you, you're a managed service provider. Um, so as uh, I, I work for a, a SaaS company, like we are, you know, we provide a SaaS solution. Um, so these are really, really handy things to, to have and to use. The, I don't even know where the, where the question comes in uh, because it's like you have just streamlined everything. So do you have any particular formats around notes or um, you use your calendar for everything? And frankly, I'm getting there too, except when yeah. I you know, miss an alert, um, which we did yesterday, <laughs> folks. So this is actually our, our reschedule from, yeah. It, it's um, actually a good thing. I was up mm-hmm. really late the night before because uh, well, I don't get too personal here. Uh, my mother ended up at the hospital. So that was, Oh, I'll oh. share that after I'll share that after we get done with the podcast. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure everybody's like, oh no, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, but, yeah, no. yeah. All good. Everything's fine. She's home. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, I I I I hear that. Uh, I think today's the first day I've been like f- focused and alert after coming home from Magfest this past Monday. So you make it sound like a drinking binge, man. Uh well, I work security. Ah, Which means that, okay. uh, and and in this this case, this was the first year I was the d- head of security. Wow! So, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, it was everybody else's drinking binge, and I was the sober person, <laughs> or my team was the sober person. Um, uh, but you know, it's a lot of work. To, it's a lot of work to put together yeah. an event like that and get your staffing scheduled and get everybody on the same page and then execute and then the day after as all of the stuff you've prepared for the for that event for that or it works with product launches it it works with you know new customer launches you know you have that day afterwards like holy crap i didn't realize how much work i was putting in and how tired i am <laughs> i heard it's like 24,000 people or something crazy like that it was only 17,000 this year only wow Only, yeah well peak peak year is twenty two thousand uh over twenty two thousand and so that i expect will be next year um, to quote jaws i'm gonna need a bigger team <laughs> no doubt <laughs> there's a lot of people to keep in line man so you oh, are yeah. an it nerd and a physical security guy that's not a usual combination um i i work for i work with a volunteer organization that what we've ah. the has a very long history of doing security and art shows and things for conventions. And so. Oh, cool. Good for you. Um, Let me just make a note to link to, to them. They're always thrilled when I, when I mention them on air. Um, The door side regulars, by the way, if you have any, know anything about sci-fi fandom, old school, old school. Um, Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about you. Oh yes. That's Um, right. Right. So we've gone through all that. Um, you've got the tools down. Like, do you, do you have any other like tools just lying around that you use to keep yourself organized? Or is it just like, it goes in the calendar, it goes in my, my to do's, it goes in my, my, you know, my notes. You're using OneNote, I'm sure, which is an yeah. amazing program. Yeah. 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 Big fan of OneNote. Mm-hmm. I, no, probably not. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to manage my four browsers and hundred tabs on each one. So that's a struggle for me. That's, struggle yeah, yeah that's, you know, I, I think that's everybody's problem these days. Um, oh. I do a lot of Excel, certainly. Mm-hmm. 
huge Excel yeah. fan. Um, yeah, that pretty much covers it. I would say as far as as far as apps and tools go. So, what systems? There's where there's where it gets uh, where it gets interesting, right? Because you have all the tools. So, uh, what systems and habits do you use to keep up with everything in those tools? Yeah, lots of notifications. Certainly, okay. yeah. uh, I will book time in my calendar for like even stuff like downtime. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll book time for, uh, Hey, reminder, go eat some food, man. Um, you know. <laughs> I know that <laughs> one. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get busy and forget otherwise. Uh, I'll set reminders based on what I really know I need them to be. Um, some things, you know, mm-hmm. by default is like 15 minutes, but for a lot of things that's not sufficient. So I'll set a reminder for an hour. Some of them I'll set for days ahead of time like this. Hey, I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet Kevin. I'm going to go set this for a couple of days ahead. So I can start thinking about our conversation beforehand. So uh, I would certainly Uh encourage people to set reminders based on need rather than just leaving it at default. Okay. Um, And then use the right tool for the right job. So I see a lot of people, uh, I was guilty of this before, that use email for everything. So, hey, did you get this done? Well, I sent them an email. And they get this, you know, wipe your hands and done, right? Like, no, 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 no. That wasn't the outcome we were looking for. The outcome we were looking for was very different from what you just accomplished. You think you got it done because you sent an email uh-huh. or replied to an email, but that's not actually accomplishing anything. So number one, let's make sure we're, we're focusing on the outcome we want and, and working on that rather than just punting it off on someone else. And, you know, whether it's chat in Teams or Slack, whether it's a phone call or whether it's email, there are appropriate times and places for each of those. Right. Okay. You know, if yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of people are going to chime in, a chat's probably not the place to go. It's going to get noisy. You're going to lose control of it. Um, in some cases, maybe it's time to call a meeting. But mm-hmm. I w- there's pros and cons to each one. And I think far too often we rely on a tool that we know we can just send someone and be done with it and walk away rather than picking up the phone and saving ourselves 37 email messages. Oh, yeah. This meeting could have been an email, but sometimes this email could have been a meeting and it would have been more right. effective. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I turned that, we had a seven o'clock meeting uh, and I turned that into an email every morning instead. And everyone mm-hmm. is much happier now that I did. Yeah. Do you automate that at all? Um, no, because in this case, it's, it's, it's like, here are the things that we should highlight. Here are things going on in the organization that you should be aware of and mm-hmm. some kind of a, a funny tech trivia or, you know. Uh, this happened in this day in tech kind of thing. So uh, oh, mostly yeah. that's pretty hands-on for me. Do you use automation on any of the, any of the other like processing or like, Oh, I've got a to do and now I can, cause I love categories. I love tags and I know outlook and um, uh, to do and you know, all the tools, most of the tools <laughs> in uh, yeah. 365 support it. Um, so like, do you, do you have any of the automation around, oh, well, this needs to be, you know, if it was from this meeting or I entered it during this time period during this meeting, it is automatically tagged with this project or with this or as work or, or anything like that? Yeah, a lot of tickets that come in will automatically create tickets on our board for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I do certainly use categories inside of Outlook. I probably should have mentioned that, right? Like, you know, podcasts right. are orange and um, things I don't care about so much are gray. And <laughs> so, yeah, big, big fan of categories. Um, or ConnectWise Manage Shop. So having to ConnectWise, okay. um, there's a lot of, you can create a ticket that has tasks inside of it. 
So there's a lot of automation we'll do inside of ConnectWise where it's a mm -hmm. project. So did you, you know, did you meet with a client? Did you have a conversation about this and that? Is there a post meeting follow up? Um, yeah, all sorts of cool. Yeah. Each ticket doesn't have to be just a ticket. It can be a series mm -hmm. of tasks inside that ticket that need to be accomplished. And they make great reminders for people so we don't miss anything. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it occurs to me. I've never even heard of ConnectWise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big tool. Yeah, no, I've been, uh, I've been in almost all the companies I've worked for in the last two decades have been, well, at least uh, the last decade and a half have been Jira or GitHub. Yeah, so, sure. You know, so everybody loves their Jira. Everybody loves to customize it. Everybody ruins it by customizing it. Uh, it's a lot like <laughs> SharePoint in that case. Um, right, right. You know. Like everybody's like yeah, SharePoint you, you is like, awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry, I'll let you finish. I was gonna say people like you 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 like SharePoint. I like I like SharePoint when you use it for what it was designed to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. People try to try to like I want it to be like File Explorer by Map a Drive and like, yeah, that's not gonna happen anymore, folks. Sorry. Oh, I've seen yeah, people use it for for drive shares or for you know <laughs> things that like it's not designed to be a be all end all one hundred percent document repository and blog and wiki and i mean you can do that but you can, you're gonna but, hate yeah. your life yeah <laughs> right and and teams i don't know if you know the back mm -hmm. end of teams is sharepoint now so anything you save inside of teams goes okay. into a sharepoint file system which you can then pull up and drop browse through sharepoint okay that's yeah no that's i i love it when the people who are building integrated ecosystems are actually doing cool things with the integration and that's right. a cool thing right um, i agree yeah, because it used to be separate and it was painful. Oh yeah, yeah, and it'd be like, oh well, now I've got to take the meeting notes. I've got to put them in here, or I've got to transcribe them to OneNote. But, um, yes. Um, anything, anything else you've got like hanging around back there that you? Um, that's a pretty good list. Okay, uh, I would say, I, I, there's a pretty, um, probably Tim Ferriss, I think, came up with it. You know, mm -hmm. pick two or three items you want to tackle. And go after those. Um, don't try to do everything. Oh, yeah. Really set yourself, you know, just one, maybe two things, uh, three at the most that you really want to accomplish that day. You'll find that you accomplish a whole lot more if you'll focus on one or two items rather than the 10 or so and poke at each one repeatedly and never get anywhere. Yeah. And you get to feel a sense of accomplishment, right? Check that, check that box mm -hmm. that says, I got that one done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, boo. Okay. Yeah. Tim Ferriss, and there's, sort of a dream interview. I'm not, I'm still a little off center. Okay. I was just, re uh, well, I was, I was, uh, um, there's a, a podcast we listen to. That's uh, one of the people who's on maintenance phase, which by the way is a brilliant podcast that just disassembles all of the, uh, nutrition and health influencer and that everything that's going on there to like bring real information to it. But now they're doing, um, uh, one of the co one of the co-hosts on that one is now doing one where he where they look at like these supposedly big influential books and I can't remember um, if Ferris was in if one of Ferris's books came up recently. Um, I know their their disassembly of Freakonomics was scathing, mm. and it's worth listening to just for that. And I'm gonna have to go find their name so I can link it in the episode. Yeah, please. Um, I'd like to go look at that. Or listen to it rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
No, Ferris, I mean, you know, Tim Ferriss is, is good. David Allen would be like, like I can get David Allen on the podcast, right? Getting things done, like, um, although, you know, before we start talking about your date, what did you like experiment with before? As far as tools go? Yeah, or habits oh. or whatever, yeah. Um, mostly unsuccessful ones, but <laughs> <laughs> I tried Excel a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I've tried most every to-do list out there, but like I said, I have right. just this rebellion streak because when someone tells me you have to do this, I go, uh-uh, you know, dig my mm-hmm. heels in, to heck with you, I'm not doing that. So I really had to get past this <laughs> desire to balk <laughs> at everything. And I think I finally made some success. I'm, you know, I'm 54, so it took me a while, obviously. But uh, <laughs> but Microsoft oh, to do, yeah. because I'm in the 365 world and it's pulling from all those things mm-hmm. already, you know, I just flag an email as a it task, just- bam. Boom. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us right there to that question. What What does a typical day look like? Uh, well, as I mentioned, I, I get up early. Mm-hmm. I'm a 5am guy. Uh, so Ugh. I get up and I actually meditate every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I do my 6.30, go, you know, dig through email and teams and my notes and send out a daily email to the group. Um, then I'll join a 7.15 call with the management and then I'll randomly rotate through 7.30 calls with the teams. Uh, various teams. Then by eight, I'm probably in, well, probably in some form of meeting or another and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and juggling between tackling incoming requests with what needs to be done with the meetings I have to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with that one. I, I, I made a, uh, I made a joke, uh, just this past weekend. It's like, I don't do real work. I'm management at this event. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like I'll, exactly. I, I'll go meet with the other departments so you can go do the real work. They're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're sorry. Take that's you. I'm like, take all the blame. Yeah. And make sure they get all the credit when they do it. Right. Exactly. Bingo. Yes. Great leadership. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, and then you spend and a then, lot of time. Oops. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was going to ask what happens in the evenings, but. Yeah, yeah so I do teach a lot of uh, leadership skills. Mm-hmm. I'm big on upskilling the, the leaders that we have, uh, making sure that they can be the best. When I started in leadership, there wasn't like a manual, right? There wasn't podcasts. I know if I wanted to go read some, I'd, I'd go to the library. There wasn't an internet. Um, so I didn't, I learned a lot through, you know, 30 years of leadership, mostly trial mm-hmm. and error. So I'm trying to save these yeah. folks uh, a lot of time and, and pain that I went through by sharing what I've learned help them be better. I really believe in a people first, people focused, you know, trust, high trust environment will really oh, yeah, yeah. reap all the rewards that you want. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was surprising of like after absorbing it for years and years and years and whatever, uh, when I was my kid's Cub Scout leader, I went through a wood badge for the 21st century and it was like getting all of those classes in two weekends jammed into your brain. <laughs> and it was possibly one of the best leadership courses i've ever taken over cool. the years that's awesome yeah. i may have to try yeah. that i mean you know if uh if there's the whole you're a scout leader and you have to develop through all the other trainings that go on before you you can you know take that one Reach so, that one yeah yeah it's worth it you know cool so um yeah so then at some point you've got to wind down can't all just be Zen meditation for relaxation. <laughs> no, no. At some point, you know, six, six 30, I'm probably done. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do some coaching on the side. So typically I have one of those in the evening. Um, and then, uh, sometimes Netflix, I, I tend to have this 
high, ridiculous amount of drive. So if I sit down and watch a movie, I tend to feel like, what else should I be doing? What can I be doing at this point? What could I be accomplishing if I wasn't binging on Netflix right now? Um, you know, throw the ball for the dog. She wants to play. She's high energy, even though she's four and a half pounds. She drives me crazy and yeah. to play. Uh, I do like going for, I mean, I don't want to say long mm-hmm. walks on the beach. I'm in Salt Lake City, but going for hikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, going for walks, going for hikes. Seeing sunsets during the summer. I'll go sit outside every, every evening and watch the sunset. I love oh, that. yeah. Yeah, the, the one time I, I was in the Salt Lake City airport, I I think it was for a red eye, but I got there just right, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful when it was coming up. Um, yeah, when it was coming up, I need, cool. Yeah, I need to remember to, uh, you know, visit Salt Lake City when I'm not just, like, changing planes, but... Uh, <laughs> come on by, man. I got a spare room. You're welcome to come. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, cool. Um, so I do a lot of reading, uh, mm-hmm. audio books. Um, I, I like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Hay House app, but that's a, it's like all the audio books in the Hay House library available to you at one time. So I do a lot of, uh, a lot of reading of that stuff or listening to that stuff, I guess I'll call it. Um, podcasts, uh, big on mm-hmm. personal improvement. Uh, my idea of a good time is to, to, for my vacation or my PTO, we'll do a Tony Robbins event, something like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny. I spend all this time like steeping in it, doing the the shows, and you know, working in tech. That like it's like, yeah, no. Uh, my my idea of a good time after work is often just like, I'm gonna go sit with my chickens for a while. Nice. You know, still still have the video game bug, even though you know yeah. I'm not that far. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at 52. It's like I have a Steam Deck now, and I'm just like, yes. Do you? I haven't tried I, the Steam Deck. Oh, it's an amazing piece of hardware. <laughs> I'm I'm actually surprised. It's actually there's a button you can hit in the settings and it will switch from steam to the Linux desktop that powers it. Yeah, so you slick. plug that in, in a dock and you just like dink and, Oh, look, I'm not playing games. I'm, I'm working, working in my, I'm checking my email. <laughs> yeah. I'm still yeah. a video game nut. I don't think I'll ever yeah. die. I always have been <laughs> not recently, but spent way too many years playing Warcraft, you know? Oh God. Yeah. I think we, yeah, everybody seven years of wow rating, of course. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I have to quit this now. I, I need to have my, I need to my do other things back. with my life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we I'm all said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that game was so addictive. Oh. So I stay away from MMO, yeah. MMOs now. It's got to mm-hmm. have a save button or I won't play it, but I yep. do have a lot of games in steam. So. Yeah. That was part I, of I found out my Samsung. Yeah. I found out my Samsung yeah. TV. I can stream to it. Which is pretty oh. cool. So I go out of my entertainment center and play out there. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to. I might actually have to check that on our TV because it would. It, some of these games it would be nice to be doing on a big screen and not, you know, on on the little mm-hmm. screen. But <laughs> you uh, paid for it. Might as well use it. Oh man, it travels well too. Cool. Shockingly well. Yeah. Um, plus, Steam Deck. That's how I, that's, I put a plus next to things I want to, uh, to link in the uh, show notes. So yeah, I saw the badges at the bottom of your, of your different episodes or whatever they're called. Yeah. Tags, um, I guess. Those are, oh yeah. Yeah. I try to, I try to make sure those get there and then the notes like links to all of these things. So people are like, what, what was that thing you mentioned? Oh, uh, uh, the podcast maintenance phase click. And there's the maintenance phase page. So yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. Now for the fun questions. Yeah, please. Not like the others aren't fun, but these are these. This is my <laughs> favorite okay. set right here. Yeah, sweet. Um, Do it. Yeah. So, 
Um, what is the best advice you've been given and or with, in addition to however you want to do it, uh, yeah. the best advice you or the advice you would give somebody else? Uh, all right. It's gonna be a little heavy here. So um, all right. <laughs> you've been warned. I, uh, my daughter ended up type one diabetes uh, when she was oh, young. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we put her into uh, like this diabetic summer camp because, mm-hmm. you know, she felt kind of like she was a, you know, a separate person. Like she was different from everybody else when she had to go check her blood sugar and get, take insulin. So at right. summer camp, they're all the same, right? Everyone's checking their blood sugar. Everyone's taking insulin. And it was very inclusive. And so I really appreciated that. Before I went, I got some of the best advice I'd ever heard. And a guy said his, his son had gotten diabetes at age five. So he was very familiar with it. He said, when you mm-hmm. go there, you're going to see two camps of parents. Camps. You're going to see two, two groups of parents. One has the mindset of poor us. Why did this happen to us? We're being you know, picked on. God's after us. Life abuses us. Whatever words you want to use. Right, right. And, and you'll see that the kid isn't very well adjusted accordingly. Right. They're also going, man, why me? This is, this is awful. And the second group of parents are, eh, oh, well, stuff happens. Let's move on. Right. And that group of kids you'll see is far more well-adjusted, far better off, uh, has a much more positive attitude about things, is taking it in stride versus seeing it as a, as a burden. So two very, very different view pers- uh, perspectives on the mm-hmm. same thing that happened to them in life. And I've seen this more and more as, I, as I've gotten older. So uh, in my family, we had a death when uh, my brother passed away when my kids were young. And the impact can from some from a death in the family when they're young is you can see some kids will turn this into, oh, life is uh, like the shoe's going to drop anytime. I got to watch out. Right. I got to prepare. You know, no, nothing against preppers, but they turn out to be preppers a lot of time. They're, they're mm-hmm. prepared mm-hmm. for any event, eventuality, right? My son's got the big truck with all the stuff on him just in case. And the other perspective is life is precious. Let's live it to the fullest. Let's embrace you know love as much as we can. So again- mm-hmm. You know, same event, two very different perspectives. So I've learned over time that it isn't what happens to us. It's the meaning that we give it. That's the best advice I've ever heard and passed oh, on as wow. well. And that actually loops back. Well, then then you will understand completely when we get to, to the last question. Um, awesome. Yeah. Or the next to last question. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, this is this. This will tie in perfectly well. Actually, no, it's literally the next question. <laughs> good gravy look at me i'm like oh yeah no so uh i mentioned howard taylor let me pull yeah. out and he in his comic he has the um seven max 70 maximum maxims of maximally effective mercenaries it used <laughs> to be seven you know sort of same theme um and then uh well uh franklin covey was like you, you can't use that we don't care that oh. it's parody we will, yeah, no, change that. So it became, you know, 70. But the 70th maxim itself is failure is not an option. It's mandatory. The option is uh, whether or not to let failure be the last thing you do, which fits just right in there. Right? I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. So the question that comes up is how do you deal with failure or when you miss that goal? Yeah, I had this really cool experience. It actually wasn't that long ago, like maybe six months mm-hmm. ago. Um, I'm not sort of advocating Zen meditation but we were in a zen group uh with the, with the zen group and we were doing this this kind of a teaching thing mm-hmm. we were in a group it was a small group in zoom and there was three of us and we decided to look at the pros and cons of failure like okay what does this look like oh i saw a cat tail go by 
<laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> what if we, you know, had the perspective of we have to succeed? Well, that's pretty common, right? I got to succeed. Players are not an option, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, sometimes to the point of we sacrifice maybe family or personal time because we want to succeed so badly. And then we took the stance of, well, what if we, it was failure that we wanted? And mm-hmm. suddenly we, we saw like, wow, failure is where all learning is. We don't learn anything if we succeed. We just go, oh, that's nice. And we move on. But in failure, that's where we learn. That's where we grow. And suddenly it was, it really changed things for me where I, were, where I thought, wow, failure is not something to be avoided. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of like really smart people, highly intelligent people did really well in school. So they didn't really develop a whole lot of, I don't know, skill at failure, right? Because they right. just easily right. passed school, easily passed tests, but didn't develop that thick skin when it comes to failure. And so uh, that is absolutely something I want to put out there is, mm-hmm. Yeah, embrace failure. It is where the learning is. It's what matters. Yeah. So the answer to your question is I mm-hmm. try to go back and evaluate what, what's the learning opportunity here. No matter what happened, there's always something to learn from the event. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's it's funny over the years, and I've been it's been almost uh, we're just about at our sixth anniversary. So we're in the midst of year six right now. Um, wow, that's a lot. Of I, yeah, I I know, right? Uh, I've watched people like, and sometimes with the repeated interviews, people change from, uh, Oh, uh, selfie down in Australia starts like, well, first I have to go get into my, um, into my blanket burrito and I just have to be alone and quiet to, I still have it, but I'm not using it as much or, you know, people, cool. people changing and, and doing and moving into the learning mindset. Um, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. That's exciting to see when people can grow like that. Yeah. Um, so the flip side of the coin yeah. is, I mean, not literally the coin that I just put back in my pocket, but the flip side <laughs> of the coin from failure success. And then is, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? You should absolutely celebrate your success. Mm-hmm. I am a strong proponent of celebrating successes. <laughs> I think far too often, especially for high achievers like us, mm-hmm. we get something done and then we go, oh, what's next? What's next? What's next? And we never stop to to sit there and achieve. And yeah. I think it's super important. In fact, you know, there's probably this, like this little, you know, there's this theory, there's a little kid inside of all of us. And if we just, every time that little kid succeeds, we just go, that's nice. Move on. Right. Right. We wouldn't want to work yeah. for someone like that. Every time we mess up, you're like, I can't believe you did that. What's the matter with you? But if we succeed, right? it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. So I absolutely am a huge advocate of stopping and taking time to celebrate your successes. And it should be based on, you know, how big the event was, but maybe do something you wouldn't do. Go on a, go see a movie or buy yourself a, a, a trinket or a toy or a, a new game on Steam, right? Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, go play for an hour as a reward to yourself. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely do. I've been, I've been doing a lot of writing, not to the prolific level of your wife has done by any means, but, um, <laughs> but she's, but she's hard to match. <laughs> yeah. Hugo and Nebula. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, man. Wow. <laughs> um, I co-authored a book last year, which I was pretty excited mm-hmm. about, and I'm probably going to do yeah. one this year. Um, so I'll write a couple hours on the weekends, then I'll go play a game for a bit. Now I just got to make sure I don't keep playing the game, right? I got to stop, go back. Yeah. That's how I reward myself and keep that momentum going. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're, you're also one of the, uh, if there's something I need to do or there's an, there's an interesting, there, 
I don't know why my brain is not able to keep up with my mouth or vice versa. There are several different types of people, but I noticed that there are a lot of people who are like, yes, I will reward myself for doing this thing. And then there are the people who are like, I did a big thing, so I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to do little wins, but it's not like the, it, it's not like the, you know, the, the little reward, hey, I did the dishes, I can have a cookie level. Um, right. So with, with writing, are you, is that like, okay, I've, I've gotten my word count in for today. I can go play a game. I've, I've done what I need to do or is, you know, sometimes it's that bad days. Like if I can just get a hundred more words out, then I reward myself and go play a game. Like where, where does that fall? Um, I try not to do it in word count. I'll do it on a time. Like I'm going to spend the next two okay. hours writing, you know, and then I'm going to go play a game. But yeah, you know, I just, I think about it like a boss. If, if, or a spouse, like if I went outside and we did the garden or whatever, and I'm like, Hey honey, come look at this. And she comes out and she goes, well, you missed a spot there and you missed a spot there. Right? That's, that's <laughs> right, not right. incentivizing me. You know, it's like, yes, great job. Then maybe we'll talk about the spots that needed improvement, but we, we need to be coaches to ourselves. So often we are not good bosses to ourselves. We are horrible people to ourselves and we are not creating encouragement or momentum uh, by doing that, I, I think if people would do this more, reward themselves for even small things, they would begin to see a a buildup, you know, a snowball effect mm-hmm. going on. So yeah, it's super important. Got to reward yourself. Yeah, it's it's building that momentum, like uh, like house cleaning. Do a little thing, and then you know start to feel good about that. Okay, so we'll do a, a, maybe a little bigger thing, and you know the next thing you know, the you can't take that the one cabinet is kind of messy and you've just cleaned it out and you're like, Oh wow. How did that happen? Well, you started right. with something small and it just, it just snowballed. Um, yeah. Writing is the same yeah. way, right? I, I sit down mm-hmm. and write for an hour and then three hours later, I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go play a game. I forgot you get busy. So yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. An interesting thought that just occurred to me. Uh, do you follow the eat the frog principle? I don't know what that uh, of, is. Of, of tasks. Oh yeah. It's the, um, do the worst, most painful task first. Like if you eat uh. a frog at the start of every day, your day cannot get any worse. Right? <laughs> it's all uphill from there for sure. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to often I will find <laughs> suddenly I find things far more important. Like, Oh, my sock door looks really interesting. On the right. Side, right. So, uh, you know, that little, uh, uh, our subconscious is dragging us in other directions. But I, I typically will catch myself doing that. And yeah, whenever possible, I'm like, all right, let's get the ugly thing out of the way. Um, yeah. I'm also notorious for leaving things. Like I saw a t-shirt the other day. I thought it was great. It said, you don't have to keep bugging me about this. I know, I know. You don't have to remind me every six months. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question. Last official question. Okay. Let's um, do it. Uh we are we are in a good place. We're in a good place uh, and are s- supremely lucky and privileged and we know it. What we want to do is we want our listeners to give money to people who need it way more than we do. Awesome. And rather than us coming up with something every week, uh, I like to ask our guests, where should our people give their money uh, this week? Cool. Who needs support? Uh, yeah, if it were up to me. I mm-hmm. did some volunteer work uh, pretty heavily for the American Red Cross disaster services, not the blood folks, but the disaster services people. Oh yeah. And I, I've, and they really do. They, they go respond to, you know, apartment fires where people are, have no place to go. There was a fire down South here and uh, we set up in a school 
and, and gave people cots and, you know, mm-hmm. overnight kits and this kind of thing. And with, oh, yeah. especially with the stuff going on in California right now with all the floods and mm-hmm. uh, mudslides and all that unhappy stuff, I would say those folks need some help. So that would be my yeah. choice. That is a, that's, that's an amazing one. All right, cool. Um, so now it's your turn. Uh, I get to tell ask us you. about the book. Tell us where to find you online. Where can, where can our listeners like find out more? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm on probably LinkedIn, maybe the easier one, uh, linkedin.com mm-hmm. forward slash, what is it? In forward slash James M fair, F A I R, uh, Facebook, same thing. Facebook.com forward slash James M fair. Uh, the book is called motivate your life. Uh, it's on Amazon. It was a bestseller for, for a little bit there. It was a, it was a bestseller. Um, I got chapter two, which I was pretty excited about. Uh, it is a 10 mm-hmm. authors or 11 authors jumped in on this and did a, uh, like a, a chapter each. Uh, but I was pretty blessed to have a review where the guy called me out and said, your chapter on motivation, uh, speaks to me. And I think it should speak to all he called them runners, artists, and somebody else should pay attention to that chapter. I have no idea why he selected that group, <laughs> but there you go. Right. There you go. All right. All about creating um, and uh, lasting motivation. Keeping that snowball yes. going. It's the important stuff. Uh, well, this has been absolutely delightful. And, I agree. Uh, you know, anytime you want to come back, you're welcome. Anytime you want okay, to come back, beautiful. you're welcome. Yeah. I got a bird refuge here too. I heard you about, about your bird refuge story, but I went there yeah. and it was like a mile to the nearest bird. I like binoculars going, oh, there's some birds out there. <laughs> so I can't recommend would, this yeah. one. Yeah. No, no. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we won't go for that bird refuge. Uh, anyway, if my <laughs> wife is, uh, is there and uh, birding will be involved, it will be sewer lagoons. And, um, or, uh, man, the number of birds you see at sewage lagoons is amazing yeah. to the point, yeah. to the point where we, we, we tried to go to a sewage lagoon while we were in, in uh, Zambia several years ago. <laughs> it's the most beautiful sewage lagoon I've ever been in. Uh, that, that sounds like an oxymoron, but I appreciate that. I was just like, the guide was just looking at us like, you want to go where now? <laughs> oh, okay. You're not the typical tourist, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think they knew what they were getting into with us, with our group. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, but my pleasure, Kevin. Thanks for the invite, man. Yep. Yeah. And for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. Big thank you to James for taking time out to talk to us. It was a lot of fun, and uh, you know I hope to have James back uh, next time he has uh, something to talk about to promote because it was you know a lot of fun. And uh, check out the book that he contributed to. Uh, I believe he said it was Chapter Two of Motivate Your Life, a book of uh, by eleven different authors. So that's always kind of kind of fun. For our word this week, the we word. Have a word, a word. Our word this week is in stride. 
as in take things in stride, except in stride is all one word with no spaces. You take that to productivityalchemy.com, you look for the activity code entry form thingamajugger, and you push, you type it in and you push submit, and yay, you get a badge. Woo! I like badges. Uh, it's an open badge. That means that, you know, there's like metadata associated with it, and there are places you can share it, and it shows proof of earning, and all that good stuff. And we give out badges every week. Um, while you're at productivityalchemy.com, you can check out, oh, I don't know, the show notes for this episode, where you can find out about more about James, or the book, or any a lot of the things we talked about. You can also listen to old episodes, prior episodes. Not old, I guess, but prior. Priors is a much better term, I think. Uh, because then, otherwise, I have to admit to myself how long I've been doing this. And don't do the math. Nope. Never don't look the at the math. whale. You, you can yeah. only eat the whale a bite at a time if you never look at the whole whale. That is that is correct. So, uh, there are other things you can do at ProductivityAlchemy.com. You can look at other badges. You can look at the badge how-to. You can read brief bios of myself and of Ursula and why we started this whole thing in the first place. Uh, the one thing you do not do, though. The forbidden thing. The forbidden thing is click on the support link. Yep. Because we don't need it. Nope, we're good. We're in great shape. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're, we're doing just fine, and we would rather you give your money to people who need it way more than we do. Absolutely. And this week, at James's recommendation, the, those people are the American Red Cross Disaster Relief and Recovery Services. Uh, did you know that they are still helping people, uh, with, uh, who lost their homes or sustained major, ma major damage during Hurricane Ian and Hurricane Nicole. Like, uh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, like these things don't happen just magically like it's over, the Red Cross has shown up, everything's fixed and they leave. It takes a long time. and A um, lot longer than our news cycle. Yeah, uh, yeah, so much. Um, they also have virtual family assistance centers to help with... Um, people who have lost loved ones due to the pandemic. Um, they have a whole emergency resource library. Wow, man, they cover a lot um, in the library. And uh, they also have, they, oh wow, they have a free emergency mobile app to monitor 35 plus types of emergency and storm alerts. Wow. Um, so they're doing good work. They're, they're doing a lot out there, not just, you know, the immediate on the ground, but, you know, long lasting preparedness and, um, you know, before, during and after they're working really hard. And so they need your help and we would like you to give your money to them. Any, anything else from you on that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm signing sign things. Sign everything. I am. No, wait, don't all sign everything. Just sign, sign all the things you're supposed to sign. Yes. There we go. I, I'm not going to sign random powers of attorney and credit card, you know. Yeah, please don't. Things. Please, please don't. That's, you know, awkward and very difficult to undo. Indeed. Um, so that is another week here at Productivity Alchemy at, uh, at the lovely Wombat House in <laughs> North Carolina where the chickens are sleeping and. The cats are assholes. Uh, yes. That just didn't 
that didn't flow the way I thought it would. Anyway, um, y'all get out there and uh, have a good week and do your best to um, stay productive. I really wish I had a clever comment here, but I just forgot how to spell my own name. Yeah, that's what happens.